0: Josh Berticini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've
1: been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there
0: and die for and play every game like it's my last.
1: It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I worked the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP okay all right
2: because it's all about the little things streaming
1: live on youtube podbean and worldwide at therealnwajb.com. nwajb.com
2: you were man on fire last night on
1: the post yeah? your boy is back and there! this is prime time television here folks here's your host josh bertaccini
2: A good Tuesday morning to you as we make our way to the conversational mix, the real NWHAB coming at you From the Bunker Studio here, TB Media Style, as we warm up the conversation here. A little bit chilly as we get this day started, but that's all right. We'll make our way through it and we'll get the day going. Because that's part of what we do. Here, live doing the morning sports talk thing with y'all, the people, the good people of Arkansas. For the better part of the last what now? 15 years? My goodness. It has been a journey with y'all. And I'll tell you what. A fun one at that. have really enjoyed embarking on this thing of ours with y'all. As we are, what now? Officially this week. Four months into the new show. Four full months in. That's it. Not more than that. Not more than that. But you know what? Who the heck is counting anyway? We got ourselves a ways to go here. Happy holidays. I hope your Christmas stretch is going well, that you are lighting it up and enjoying yourself as you continue to get yourself ready for uh big old December 25th coming up around the corner. We are getting ourselves on the doorstep of that old St. Nick ready to make his trek, his journey. Are you keeping an eye on the, uh, the NORAD right? The, the Santa flight tracking. I am not either, but that's up around the corner. Kids are excited for it. I've done a lot of lights on the square this year. Not really something I aspire to do more of maybe this weekend. If I get a chance to, but driving around a lot of homes lit up. Christmas guy, I, there's just something about it. The vibes, the, the mood, people being nicer to each other, the movies, the music. The music gets wearisome after a while. You reach a certain point where you're like, that's enough. I need some top 40 radio. Heck, I'll do album tracks at this point. Please, for the love of everything sacred, let's just stop with the Christmas stuff all the time. But you know what? For right now, I'm enjoying it. So six days to go till Christmas. And then it's Happy New Year around the corner after that. And you know what? We're going to look up and it's going to be 2024. Isn't that unbelievable? But that's where we are living in the future, my friends. And what a beautiful future it is in front of us here in Northwest Arkansas. Headed for a high of looks like 56 degrees today. If we get up around there, that would be spectacular. Let's make it as warm as we can. And the holiday stretch in full effect. This is our, our last week live with the in-studio of the year. We are going to cut this bad boy down at the end of this week and uh, and have a little Christmas time and some family time. And I hope you will too. Not a lot of huge monster plans this year. I just feel like as you get older and you have the kiddos and you have Increasing responsibilities in your life. It's it, you're not as flexible. You know, I talk about this show being time shiftable, flexible, DVRable a lot. Well, as you get older, your life is much less all of those things. Not as easy to just buy a plane ticket and, you know, go take a trip and go see some people. No. Now you're talking about times two, times three, times four. Oh my goodness. I, I mean, it adds up so fast the option is taken out of your hands really to do too much at the holidays so uh we're not going really hardly anywhere maybe something local I'm thinking about you know checking out a thunder basketball game one night might have to do that over the christmas break you know obviously uh any of the the big towns in nwa are in play what a great place this is where you have four kind of epicenter large towns in the middle of it all like that but we're going to do some local stuff who knows? Maybe a drive to see some friends in Fort Smith. No, know plenty of people are going to do the Little Rock thing. Make their trip to parts central and eastern Arkansas or even outside of the natural state across the region. Again, travel safely however you're doing it. If you're driving, you're hopping in the car, you're taking a bus, a plane, a train, an automobile. Whether you're traveling with Steve Martin or John Candy which I guess would be impossible now or neither of those guys. Be safe and have a good trip. And I hope everyone enjoys themselves out there. What a time of year to do it. Uh, locally, sports wise, odd items very much still in the mix. You got basketball getting ready for one more game on Thursday. So Abilene Christian on Thursday night at six o'clock. This is a team that made the NCAA tournament last year. This is a team that came into Bud Walton arena and played fairly well against Arkansas earlier in the year. And now you get a chance to run it back with them and see where you are at and where they are at. And it's perplexing to try to figure out the up and down play, the issues that have persisted with this Arkansas Razorback men's basketball team. So far, we hear a lot of Eric Musselman on this show. And one of the things I think I've consistently gotten out of him is, is his surprise at, how they haven't really gelled quicker. But I think when you take a deeper dive into the roster and you do some of the the work that we've done here, picking apart positions and how the pieces fit together or don't, it makes more sense. I mean, really, I was talking to several people about this yesterday, but, you know, it's it, it's kind of amazing how they've convince themselves of their upside. When you look at the fact that that so many positions are lacking, right? Like they, they don't have a true five. I mean, I guess it's Makai Mitchell. He's become a better offensive player, but I don't think you trust Makai for long stretches on the floor. I mean, he's frequently in foul trouble. No, they don't have a true four, really a banger rebounder type there either. Brazil almost gets forced to play that role, but he'd rather be out there freestyling doing his own thing. Playing like a lottery pick and shooting the three and whatever. And they don't really have a point guard either. I know I've fixated on that somewhat here in real NWAJB land. I I think perhaps because I look at the point guard position in basketball as the fire starter, right? The one who, who lights the spark and gets the whole thing going. And if you don't have... That main piece, that key cog at the facilitating position, your offense becomes very scattershot. It really does. And it can bog down. And then you almost have to look to the transition game to generate more offense. And so when I look at Arkansas right now, I don't really see a true five. I don't really see a true four. And I don't think I see a true one either. So what do you have? I mean, they've beaten Purdue and Duke already this year. Duke's not great. Purdue's a top five team. What do you see out of this team that makes you think that they are capable, right? Of more. And I think you get back to, you know, a lot of the idea of they've got wings. They've got pieces on the perimeter. Draymond, Mark, Califf battle, Devo Davis. These guys can shoot the rock. They can shoot the three. I know the kiddos love the trifectas. That's what the game appears to be increasingly all about these days. Shoot the three, rain, the three, everybody's a three point shooter. I'm coaching my kid's basketball team this year, right? These kids want to get out there and shoot threes. It's like, you can't even reach from there. We're playing on an eight foot hoop. You can't even reach from there. Let's start in the paint and then we'll go outwards. And that's, that's just cause that's the way everybody thinks. Now you see it on TV and Steph Curry is in so many ways, what an unbelievable shooter. He's wrecked the sport of basketball because he's made everyone believe that you can just rain threes from wherever. Not so fast. And so instead you got to work for your offense. You got to be creative. Caleb battle Tremont mark. These are good. One-on-one players. Trevon Brazil. Good one-on-one player. That's a three-headed monster right there when I give you battle mark and Brazil. But do they play well on the same team? Do these pieces, the theme of today's monologue, do they fit together? And basketball, very much a team game. You know, this isn't golf. It's not tennis. Like, it's not even baseball in that regard. So much of what you do. Not quite to the extreme of football. But or maybe even hockey, but on the short list of sports where your game, your performance is hugely dependent on how folks are playing around you. And I just don't see this basketball team in the kind of place you want it to be yet. Now, I look at the calendar. It's it's the last 12 days of the year. So let's not call a spade something. It's not yet. Let's not call a bunch of clubs, a bunch of spades. If it's not what it is, this team has time to get better. They've got a coach who has a track record of making them better, but I I don't know if I see all the personnel that you're going to need to be maybe as high end as they were cracked up to be. Were they preseason 12th, 13th in the country? Maybe a little bit overrated. Now, are they an NCAA tournament team without a true point guard? Maybe what um, are they a team that can make a run to a final four without one now? And I don't think every season has to be about a final four at Arkansas. had made a final four in basketball since Nolan Richardson was the coach, right? Since the nineties, Eric Musselman for all the great stuff he's done here. He's not taking you to a final four yet. That has not happened. Not yet, but you would think with the success they've had compared to the long desert of nothingness that was raising back basketball for the last 20, 25 years. You'd almost think this guy walks on water around here and he does not because human beings can't do that. And for all of his basketball genius, Eric Musselman does not walk on water either. And right now I think you're seeing a coach is a little bit frustrated by the roster that he has created for himself and it just doesn't seem like it's fitting together maybe the way he thought it would. I I don't know. I'm trying to put myself through Mus's eyes here and see the best case scenario. Again, I still think, unfortunately, you're probably in a spot where Devo Davis is your best option at the one, and he's not a point guard, but, I mean, his game fits that spot the best. So if you want him on the floor, especially for the D, and I think you do, then Devo's your one. Draymond Marks, your two. But some people tell me they should just make Traymond the one. It doesn't really work like that. I can't just take one guy in a, in a a round peg and force him into a square hole and and just have it fit and work. No, it doesn't go like that, especially not in sports. I don't think Traymond marks a point guard. I think Lane Blocker is probably a better option there. Like Devo, not a great ball handler. Really good defensively. They're very similar skill sets. Debo's about a three-point shooter at this point in his career, Layton a little more of that um, all-out defensive hustle at all times like Debo was earlier. Those guys are both valuable. I don't think either one is my answer at the point guard, though they're probably on the board as potential answers at point. El Ellis, is that experiment completely ended? I mean, against Duke, against Purdue, he played great. Let's not completely throw that out the window just because he had himself a bad stretch here. I mean, it's like you like a lot of y'all tell me it's December. Well, then let's not throw El Ellis in the garbage bin already just because he had a couple of games here. My goodness, how quickly. It seems like so many people have soured on him. And then there's Keon Metafield Asking ye shall receive a little bit, as Menefield has been activated, given a waiver, able to play moving forward. After it looked like he was going to have to sit out for a year, according to NCAA rules, transfer from Washington, a guy who can really create and do some different things. You saw a flash or two of that in the narrow victory against Lipscomb last weekend in Little Rock. and to have to bring him along. He's been practicing with the team, but. Practicing and game action are two completely different things, especially from a confidence standpoint. And right now, if I'm Eric Musselman and this coaching staff, as we talk a lot of Arkansas Razorback basketball out the gates today, because this is where our bread is buttered in Razorback land, bringing you the latest each and every morning for the last, I don't know, better part of 17 years, 12 years on our previous iteration, working on a half year in the new one and we ain't going nowhere, my friends. This is part of the commitment to y'all. Mornings, post-games, got some really exciting stuff coming up around the corner to add to the mix as well. We'll tell you about here real soon. But back to the conversation. Who's your best bet at point guard right now? Your Arkansas Razorback basketball. You've hit your first kind of flatline stretch of the year. You're not playing very good hoops. Oh, you ripped ya. you. know, You lost to Greensboro. You got that win against Duke in your back pocket, but that almost seems more right now like an aberration. He did not play great in the Bahamas. It's time to start clicking a little bit. Abilene Christian, Thursday night, six o'clock, a little bit of an earlier start. Kiddos out of school this week. I would think it'll be a pretty good crowd. And the Hawks should roll in this game. Should take care of business. Shouldn't have to think twice about it. And then you settle yourself in for a week at Christmas before you get one more non-con against UNC Wilmington. On Saturday the 30th. And then it's a week later, and you're into SEC play against Auburn on Saturday, January 6th. Of course, our people's post game shows, less than 15 minutes. What we've been rocking about 10 minutes between the ends of the games and us getting on the air with you on YouTube, Podbean, streaming at our website, therealnwajb.com. And remember, if you can't make our coverage happen live in the mornings or post games, what may have you, The best thing about this Internet age, you can DVR it for yourself. In fact, we'll do it for you. We DVR it all, and it's all podcasted and posted up for you to listen back to on your own time. Question of the day today, who's best bet at point guard for Arkansas Razorback basketball right now? Four options up on the board. I know who else can be out there. I mean, you can write in Tremont Mark if you want. Uh, We put Debo Davis, Layden Blocker. Keon Menefield and L Ellis on the board. I'm not taking L off the board yet. I'm not doing it. He went my point card, man. You just want to throw him away. Oh man. That's your court set of options on the board. Get a boat in follow, watch, listen, subscribe at the real NWA JB, It's been a fun start to the show. The first four months, working out a hundred shows into the new operation here at team B media and plenty more great content where that came from. We're loaded today. Blake Lovell going to join us in 20 minutes. He's an awesome college hoops mind from 14 Southeastern and Richard Davenport, the recruiting man myth and legend himself from whole hog sports and the Dem Gazette. He's lined up and ready to roll here coming up shortly after the top of the hour as well. So we're busy and it's great to have you on board as we count the days down till Christmas, less than a week out. Y'all are so awesome to hang out here in the mornings. You make this thing a ton of fun for me. That is for sure. First break. We're coming right back. Team media rolling. Josh Bertaccini in studio and coming back right after this. Awesome. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you gotta go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday, weekend starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around, right where Main Drive and Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave, proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey, folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy, too. When he asked me for help with
1: business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio,
2: 479-250-4844.
1: When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon. You've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know.
2: When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. Thank you. The
1: cat when the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Postgame Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of postgame reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the headhog himself. It's the People's Postgame Show. 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a team media production.
2: Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at the real NWAJB.com. Rocking and rolling and making it happen for you people. BB media production as we roll our way through the morning program here Monday through Friday live at 7 a.m continuing to spread the word like I got you last night just say to me JB I miss your radio show every day I'm like why what do you mean why I, I, I can't listen to it I'm like I don't even know what that means we do it every day at seven baby you do yeah. so this is what we're continuing to work against and advocate against is the lack of information that some people have right here, baby right here. Just a couple different clicks. Question of the day is up. Who's the point guard for this Arkansas Razorback basketball team? Who's the point guard? We're going to get into that a little bit more as we work our way through it. And Ooh, it's a tough spot right now. It is a tough, spot indeed as you try to sort out and figure out kind of the future moving forward of the rotation the roster and how you see it playing out some options on the board who's your best bet davis blocker Menefield. have to put L. ellis on the board as well you can't just forget about him now early votes coming in first hundred or so votes have been cast i'll just say we're getting votes for all of these guys and more and more. Facebook.com slash the real NWAJB If you want to weigh in there. All right. What else? Arkansas, Abilene Christian on Thursday night. Looking forward to that one. And then of course uh, we'll have a chance to talk about it on Friday morning before we call it good for our Christmas break week to close out the year. Be nice. Get a couple days a downtime from this thing and, and hope everyone is planning on doing the same um, football today, Sam Pittman and Eric Mateos into a room together. We've still not had Hunter Juracek into a room with them. We did a Pittman, I think, and Bobby P for, for a little bit, right? A couple weeks back. Juracek has not been in front of the media. That has been weird. I, I don't really understand that. I think he did the, uh, the company podcast, but he doesn't want to get in front of reporters for some reason. And look, He's going to do what he wants to do, but that's, uh, that's later today. So we'll have some sound on that to share with you tomorrow. I'm excited about the Mateo hire. I think this guy's a good addition for the offensive line from Baylor and, uh, really can't be worse than what Cody Kennedy was bringing to the table. NFL last night, Seahawks and Eagles, Seattle comes away with a sneaky win 20 to 17 Seahawks win it by a three spot. Philadelphia got out to that 10 nothing lead early, and then Seattle hangs around, starts chipping away. Drew Locke played himself a decent football game, y'all. The Missouri product 22 at 33, 208, and a touchdown. Did not turn it over, which is really the key to the whole thing. Kenneth Walker looking good again. Had himself 112 total yards of offense. That big touchdown run to flip it in the third. How about Julian Love with two INTs? Of Jalen Hurts in the game. Hurts didn't look great. He's been sick, supposedly, under the weather with a COVID. I think everybody in the country has got some version of the sick right now. Hurts, two INTs, 143 yards, just didn't look right. Did run for two scores, but didn't have himself a great game. Swift seventy four yards rushing. That's a bad loss for the Eagles. I know you're going out west for it, but they fall to ten and four. Cowboys at ten and four. The best team in the NFC is San Francisco. They, they, to me, look like the best team in the NFC. I think the Rams are a little bit dangerous, especially in a playoff game. I can see them knocking you out with Kieran Williams out of the backfield and Maddie Stafford looking right again. Defense playing well. Just a couple years removed from a Super Bowl. It's still a pretty good St. Louis team. Um, I call them St. Louis still to this day. They're the... LA Rams, of course. But no, Um, I, I see the Rams as as a possible dangerous out in the NFC. I mean, the Bucs are getting great football out of Baker Mayfield right now. You see him with a four touchdowns and a perfect passer rating last weekend. Mayfield's having a heck of a year. And um, I mean, Tampa's probably going to win the NFC South. I don't know if they're going to beat anybody in the playoffs. Playoffs? Then you got the Vikings trying to battle their way. And then there's Detroit. I don't know how seriously we take Detroit, but I mean, Goff has played pretty well. They got receivers. Laporte is breaking out at tight end. I love St. Brown down the field. Their defense is up and down. Everybody in the AFC seems like they're in it. Heck, the Bills are like the nine seed. And with James Cook busting loose, I like them as much as anybody. I mean, who's the best team in the AFC? Is it Baltimore? Do we really think it's Baltimore? Every time they play a game, they lose a skill position player. Keaton Mitchell hurt this past week. You wonder about their ability to sustain this. Baltimore at San Francisco Monday night this week. We'll see if that's a competitive football game. But the Seahawks beat the Eagles by three last night in that one and into the last couple weeks of the nfl stretch we go it is getting late fast nicks beat the lakers last night that was good to see as they go out west and get that dub nobody else really cares uh miles bridges can't get into canada oregon has two transfer qbs already dante moore in from ucla after dylan gabriel transferred in from ou arkansas of course with Taylor green already Syracuse got Kyle McCord from Ohio State. I don't know how they did that. And so we'll see. How about uh, recruiting? Dylan Raiola, number eight recruit in the country, was committed to Georgia, pocket-passing quarterback, and now he's going to go to Nebraska. So how about Nebraska and Syracuse starting to get some recruits? What? Carson Beck back for Georgia next year, so I guess he didn't want to sit around and not play. Question of the morn, my friends. Question of the day. Who's your point guard? Arkansas Razorback basketball. Trying to sort it out and improve as we get ready for conference play here in a couple of weeks. Team trying to figure some stuff out, but not quite where it wants to be. Got to beat Abilene Christian. Got to beat Wilmington, too. Really don't have any more margin for error. You can't afford any more L's. You've taken your L's already. Let's break. We'll come back in three minutes. Our man, Blake Lovell from 14 Southeastern and Blue Ribbon. We're going to talk some college basketball, some Arkansas, and a feel for the rest of the SEC right after this. When it's time to feast down on the square in Fayetteville Hugo's is an institution a basement burger den with a funky vibe, great food casual American eats and a big time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11am to 10pm. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity
0: Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called. And he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high quality graphic design work, to branding new businesses, or rebranding an existing business, to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram, at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs!
1: If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com.
2: Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWAJB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning Monday through Friday for 90 minutes talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWAJB. there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend. Two.
1: Intense Party Rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense Party Rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568. Or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh, Pig suey!
2: Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at the real NWAJB.com. If you're looking for basketball, there's the Blake Lovell, and then there's everyone else. No, but seriously, Blake, always good to hear your voice. And this stretch here, right, as we get into the holidays and then start the new year, is is a little quiet but it's almost ominous in college basketball right because you know that the storm of conference play is literally around the corner
0: yeah it is just around the corner and i mean i think you look at the sec right and it's it's been a conference where i feel like the start we were talking about you know there are a lot of teams that left opportunities on the table and um teams losing games they shouldn't Starting to see that correct itself a little bit, um, you know, with teams picking up big wins here and there, whether it's Kentucky, you see Arkansas beat two, Tennessee beats Illinois, um, you know, and you've seen less of those, you know, losses like a Vanderbilt to Presbyterian and, um, you know, of course, we still remember the Kentucky loss to NC Wilmington not long ago, but yeah, it's been an interesting non-conference portion for the SEC, but Um, I'm curious to see kind of how this all unfolds now that it seems like teams are starting to get their full roster back, uh, with guys who have been in and out, uh, you know, Tulu Smith could be back soon enough from Mississippi state. So yeah, it sets up for a very fun start of conference play here in a couple of weeks.
2: And we're not doing the, the wraparound games, are we? I know Arkansas doesn't play one. I think SEC is, is wait until the, uh, the end of that first right. week of January. Right. So that's better as you get a little more time to get your roster ready to go. Let Let's talk some more about some of the teams in this league. As we look at the, the SEC kind of hierarchy right now, Blake, what a What's your top of the pops here? Give me your top three, four teams maybe in order in SEC right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I really think you could go Kentucky, Tennessee, one, a one B at this point. I don't know that there's a lot that separates those two teams. I I would probably say that Kentucky um, has the highest, you know, ceiling of any team mm-hmm. just based on, you know, getting draft shot back. And um, we've seen just how well this team looks at times. And just like I said, it's, I know they had the red scratching UNC Wilmington loss, but I think, you know, still the upsides there, this team feels different than the teams that have struggled for Cal in recent years um, because they're just so much more efficient offensively. And then of course, Tennessee, all the experience that's there, you know, you've seen Dalton connect come in and be a kind of game changer at times offensively. So those two teams, I think are the most complete teams, but then I think no, I'd probably go to Auburn after that, and and that may be mm-hmm. a little surprise for me because mm-hmm. Auburn played the toughest schedule. Um, you know, I know they lost a game at App State a couple weeks ago, but they're starting to figure some things out offensively. And if they're making shots from outside, that's a very dangerous team. Their defense has gotten a lot better. I think that's the top three in the SEC. And then beyond that, you know, Alabama has been up and down, AM's been up and down a little bit. But I still think those two teams wind up, you know, probably in the top five, just because you know the talent's there, and you know, they both play tough schedules, actually, in the non-conference. So um, that's probably your top five in some order, you know. And then you're looking at who are the, you know well, the surprise teams like uh, well, Ole Miss hold and on, South Carolina. Here. What are they
2: going to do? Exactly, because I mean. I think it's awesome, and it says so much that Blake Level hosts. It's a fourteen Southeastern, obviously longtime college basketball writer. You run through six, seven really good teams there, and you refuse to mention Ole Miss. So that shows you know your stuff because who can take them seriously? And yet ten and zero, they're finally ranked again in twenty fifth. Give me a nugget on Ole Miss. Are we to take them seriously this year, Blake? Yeah, they
0: are. They are hard to figure out because. I, I said they, they could play, you know, Detroit Mercy, who's ranked in the 330s in Kong and beat them by one. You know, then they can play in Memphis, you know, who's a really good team, and beat them by three. And it's just like every game is the same for Ole Miss. It doesn't matter who they play. Every game is going to be within 10 points, it feels like. Like the only game that hasn't been so far is the NC State game, where they won by 20. Um, so it is hard to figure them out but guess what? We're going to have a really good idea of what Ole Miss is because their first sec game on January 6th is at so Tennessee. So that tells us, I think a lot because quite honestly, they should be 13 and 0 heading into that game.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Man, Ole Miss basketball. When have they ever mattered though? Right? Like never. And yet here they are and, and making it happen. And it's just a first year coach. Who's their coach? Help me out with Ole Miss here, Blake you know, Chris Beard, yeah, his right. name, First right? year, so, first year. So, I mean, because of him being there, I guess we do take them more seriously now. You kind of have to. Yeah,
0: he wins everywhere he goes. Yeah. So, hey, they're off to a good start.
2: Yep. I'm not going to say it's a, it, he's a guy you want to root for right now, but he's, he's obviously an outstanding coach Um, when it comes to the X's and O's and getting teams ready to go. Let's get to Arkansas. Let's not beat around the bush too much more. Such a, a strange start. Either seven and four, really eight and four. Cause that doesn't include that Purdue win to start the year. And trust me, Blake, I was at that game up close and personal. That was a real basketball game. Both teams played to win that game, but regardless some great wins and then some really puzzling moments, the loss to, to Greensboro, you get blown out by Oklahoma. Who's pretty good too. Um, and then you, uh, obviously, uh, you know, struggle to beat Lipscomb. So what's going on with Arkansas right now? Point guard issues, rotation issues. Give me a thought on the must bus Blake.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could pick several areas, right? Um, yeah. Like you said, whether it's just the overall guard play, um, the turnovers, um, you know, defensively at times, just some of those lapses. It's just, it's a lot of things. Um, and I know there's some frustration with us right now and you know, we kind of laugh every year. We're like, well, they do this and they wind up figuring it out. And I would still put my bet on that they will figure it out and, you know, be the team that we thought they'd be, but, I think he said it best in that every team is different and we always talk about in this era it's the transfer portal era you've got so many new players you know must has done this for years but there's so many other teams doing this now um you never know how long it's going to take for that chemistry to come together or if it ever comes together um and you know you can see the positives of the Duke game but like you said you can see all the other stuff uh the inconsistencies elsewhere in a lot of other games and It just hasn't come together yet for this team, Um, you know, and it it is one of those where it's frustrating right now and there's no guarantees that it will come together, but I think that's it. Like you've just got a lot of little things that if you could just correct some of these things, find the right rotation here and there, they'll be fine. The talent is undeniable, but I'm just curious to see what are, you know, we say it every year, what are the buttons must is going to push this year to get this
2: team exactly where it needs to be. Uh, where Where is that coming from, Blake? Because I think there's something to it. I'm just curious as to your thought process. Again, Blake level just another two, three minutes? We'll let him go. Such a great basketball mind. Longtime friend of the show. JB with you morning. We're doing it for 90 minutes live each and every day. Thanks for finding us folks here as we make it happen from the bunker studio. Like you said, there's some questions about, about must now emerging, maybe about, the roster maybe about, I don't know. I, I I'm just curious as to where you're headed there because i got some questions too. I mean, obviously the temper is something that's got to concern you a little bit right now. I mean, the team feels like a walk in technical foul, don't they? Yeah. Uh,
0: it's, it seems like a very frustrated group. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well said. Because. You, you know how this works, right? Like, the, the expectations when you come into a season, and look, I was someone talking up Arkansas as much as anybody. I'm like, hey, could be the number two team in the SEC, they can win the SEC. Um, and you hear that. I, I mean, you know, the, the athletic we're all human. Like, right? players hear that. They know what the expectations were coming into the season. So people thought they were a top-10 team. It's not worked out that way. Um, and so I think that frustration builds, it starts at the top, unless is frustrated. There's no doubt about that. Um, and so, yeah, like they've got to be able to arrange some of that stuff in because you've got an enormous amount of options here. They, they just not found the right, you know, whatever group yet, right? Like they've not found that group that other than, again, at times during the Duke game, um, where you feel like, okay, that's the team that's going to go out and do what they've done the last three seasons in the NCAA tournament. Um, They're just not there yet. And I'm curious to see how they get there. And again, if they get there, there's no guarantees.
2: We brought up the Duke game and and I'll bring up that Purdue game again. And, And in those games, They got great play out of L Ellis at the point. I mean, he was pushing the pace. He was facilitating. He wasn't their leading scorer, but he was in the thick of the energy and he's faded lately. And now it's almost like we've resigned ourselves here in Razorback land, Blake, to just moving on from him and trying to find another point guard. Well, it's really not that easy. You don't just, you don't just find playmaking point guards all over the place. And I feel like, you know, it almost needs to be a few different guys. Ellis, they just got men field active again. The freshman blocker can handle a little. I know Devo is not a true point. You know that too, Blake, but he's, he's an impressive playmaker at times. So I almost feel like if there's not one guy, why don't we close it there? Like one of Mus's for all the, for all the criticisms that we're fairly levying right now. One of the things Mus has always been great at is being resourceful within seasons, bringing rosters along. He's going to have to find some solutions at the point for sure.
0: Yeah. And like we've said over the years, Mus is not afraid to play 10 or more guys. He'll play as many guys he has on the roster, try to figure it out. And like I said, they've got a lot of options to get there and whether that's Ellis, whether that's Minifield, who I think will help them now that he's ready to go. Um, I think they're going to figure this out, but you know, again, it has been frustrating to this point point. It's hard to know what the right combination is just yet, mm. but I do kind of trust that they have enough options that they'll figure this out once they get into the grind of SEC.
2: And maybe this year's bars just make the tournament, right? I mean, I think we've gotten a little after 20 years and nothing out of the postseason. We've gotten a little uh, used to Sweet 16 runs here the first few years. Not that that's a bad thing. Maybe if this team could just gather itself and and be in the tournament, maybe that's a success in its own right. The Blake Lovell, the man. When it comes to talking college basketball, certainly here on our morning program for a long time, Blake, you are my guy clutch in the, uh, in the big moments like MJ in his prime. Okay. You have a fantastic holiday. Merry Christmas to you, buddy. We'll talk to you in a few weeks here. Thanks Blake.
0: You too, JB. Thanks man.
2: All right. He's fantastic. Love talking with him. Cut him loose. Definitely get that on the podcast later today. And folks, I feel like one of the things right now is we continue to look at this basketball season that we have to remember is it's December. I know it's later December. I know you've had your, your big early season games already. You've played them. You're moving forward into that next part of the schedule, but there's a long way to go here. Okay. And must has been great at that part of it. The grind, the improvement, the self improvement within seasons. We'll see if this team can do that. Question of the day is up. You give me what you got on our QOD. Who's your best bet for point guard right now for this Arkansas Razorback basketball team? Who's your best bet for point guard? You look at the roster, Devo Davis, Layden Blocker, Keon Menefield, L Ellis, all deserving of some consideration in the mix. I like DeJuan writing in Traymond Mark early today. He got me thinking about that. I mean, Traymond is, he's more of a, 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 um, a one-on-one kind of play, like an offensively inclined shoot first guy. But sometimes those guys, if you can rein them in a bit, I'm thinking of JD Note, can be awesome. Greatest for others. Then again, JD Note would tend to revert back to one-on-one tendencies himself, right? It's hard to take that shoot first mentality out of a guy who's a shoot first player. Does that make sense? I think it kind of does. All right. Um, it's called the first hour. Good fun conversation today. A lot of basketball focusing on hog hoops. We've talked some NFL as well. Eagles lose to the Seahawks, which was news uh, or music rather musical news to the ears of you Cowboys fans listening. It's a Tuesday. We've got bowl games continuing each and every day throughout the weeks. And, um, the good games are starting to warm up a little bit more. You really don't get the great stuff till after Christmas. I think we know that, but she got some stuff to marinate on as you make your way through your, uh, your last week here before Christmas today, it's Tennessee or Texas, rather San Antonio against Marshall in the scooters, coffee, Frisco bowl. Let's make sure to get the ad plug in front of it. Cause that's where the money is, right? That's where the bread is buttered. Uh, the Frisco Bowl, Texas, San Antonio, and Marshall. ESPN at 8 o'clock. I thought the Frisco Bowl was the 1AA championship game. No? Don't they play that in Frisco, Texas? That's really the Frisco Bowl. And then we will continue with no game tomorrow. And then Thursday night, baby, South Florida and Syracuse at 7 o'clock in the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And Syracuse found a way to get invited to Boca Raton. Wow, good for them. Nicely done, y'all. Nicely done. Question of the day is up. We're talking point guards. Who's the best bet for Arkansas Razorback basketball right now? We'll take a timeout. When we come back after the top of the hour, Richard Davenport. Some recruiting talk. Arkansas has a kicker, y'all. The Hawks have a kicker. We'll discuss right after this. On the Square Game